again, everyone, and welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. Hey, we're back. <laughs> Yay. Uh, we are joined this week by our special guest. You may know him from the 11th Hour podcast. It's Christopher Jordan Cook. That's not how it's pronounced, but thank you. Jordan. <laughs> is that right? Or? Yes, that is much better. Hello. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Michaela, Bill, and Mac. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, so that's why your voice sounds familiar. Oh, because yeah. <laughs> I listen More to your people- podcast. Fantastic! <laughs> I, I had no, I, I had no idea. There you go. Amazing. <laughs> and you're doing another podcast too, right? With Delirio. Uh, yes, and I also have an unthemed podcast with Joe of the Eleventh Hour Podcast as well. What are they called? Uh, that one is Joe and Chris do a thing. JC do thing at blogspot.com. I'm I'm pimping right at the start of the episode. Yes, and, let's get it out of the way. And the other one is uh, an intro cast with Illyrio called the the Last Word, a press gang intro cast with Chris and Illyrio is the full title, um, dedicated to Stephen Moffat's uh, late eighties, early nineties uh, kids show press gang. Wow, hard to that's find, a deep but cut. <laughs> all on YouTube. Sixty one episodes on YouTube. Oh, so he did something that, before the coupling. So absolutely, coupling. it was his first right. television, his first TV gig, and he was like twenty-seven. Well, very annoying. And that is <sighs> last word. Lastwordpodcast.com. Cool. Your work here out. is done. Goodbye. Yep, yeah, see, you. see you later. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for spreading the word about Stephen Moffat. No, you're good, welcome. bad, and otherwise. Ugh. Mostly Sorry. good. Impre- mostly good. Impress gang. Yeah, mostly. Well, well that's well, good. Like, that's a yeah. change. I would say Doctor Who is mostly good. No. Mostly. Uh, well, <laughs> it's mostly but good. Mostly good. <laughs> and coupling was awesome. Oh, Newt. Coupling was the best. All right. Today we are here to discuss episode five of the Sarah Connor, Connor, Sarah Connor Chronicles Queen's Gambit. Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> the Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> I'm not going to try y'all. Um, I'll go. So it's really sad that this isn't um, that there was no Oliver Queen and then there was no Gambit in this episode. Yeah. But we did get someone else. We got David mm. from 90210. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember if he was from 90210 or Party of Five. No, so 90210 never Where's watched Party of Five. Ring? He does this not wearing his ring in his ear. What's he been known uh, for recently besides? Uh, well, since this, besides dating, what's her face? He was in that thing about like a, a wedding, like a yeah. wedding, a wedding band. Yeah, the wedding something, and he's been in anger management. Okay, so essentially just for dating Megan Fox. <laughs> yeah, Megan Fox, and he was on Smallville. He was. Um, That's right. That's the last time I saw him. Was he on Smallville, I can't remember his name. Oh, I can't he had a bigger career than Ian Ziering. Slightly. Yes, I would say yes. <laughs> At least he's been in more stuff that I've liked. <laughs> oh, he was also in Small Wonder, wasn't he? About the girl that was a robot. Really? really? That's yeah. a, That's prophetic. <laughs> <laughs> the first Terminator. Yeah. <laughs> Her name was Vicky. V I C K Y. Baggy. They called him Bag on the Sky Next podcast. So I'll probably call him Bag. That's what my notes call him Bag. I put Baggy because I like to make things longer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 
episode aired February 11, 2008. It was directed by Matt Earl Beasley, who's done a lot of stuff for CSI, and he did direct an episode of Lost, the 23rd Zone, I think was Mr. Echo's background episode. Cool. And it was written by Natalie Chides, who is an executive producer on 12 Monkeys on Sci-Fi. Mm. Never seen it. It's a good show. I think I've said before, if you like this, people who like this show should probably check that show out. Is it worth trying to get me on the first two episodes? Because I was disappointed. Oh, see, I really like the first two episodes. Oh, dear. Are you still there? Me? I think Malika's uh, gone. Yeah, Malika's gone. No. Oh. Is everybody back? Yep. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Less <laughs> robo voice, more nobo voice. <laughs> I'm not going to ask you. Sorry. <laughs> Let's head into the recap. Yay! So this episode takes place in uh, on October 25th, 2007. And I don't know anything about chess. Queen's Gambit is a chess opening maneuver or something like that. Does anybody know? Yeah, it's a chess move- maneuver. Um, I forget. Uh, I used to know. Let's keep on going and I'll tell you. Okay. <laughs> so we start with self-voiceovering again about how... John got his best training in Central America from playing chess, and it taught him everything he needs to know about war. It got to be patient, bold, calculating, and willing to sacrifice. So is this before T2? He looks younger than Edward Furlong. I think so. Yeah, he's mega but, young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, T2 is after they had gone. Yeah. Yeah, this would be back when they were hanging around with the likes of Enrique. Except this old guy is not Enrique. Yeah, they should have just put Enrique in there. Yeah, they should have brought him back. Malika's profile picture keeps changing. Like, what house is she, <laughs> is she doing that or is something else? Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it would have been sort of uh, financially viable to get the guy who played Enrique out to wherever this place is to, to not say a line. But then again, I remember that this is the series that cast... Uh, Phil Morris as a photograph of Miles Dyson. So, (laughs) (laughs) in the present, Sarah's taking a lot of pills, some anti-cancer pills, I guess, trying to increase your immune system. I thought they were vitamins. Yeah, I think vitamins and cancer stuff. I don't know. Vitamins. She's going to have the most expensive pee of her life. You know, something came out earlier today. I was, while I was watching it, while I was at the gym this morning, saying if you take too many supplements, it's actually bad for you. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good for you again in a few years. You don't, yeah, you, absolutely. As long as you, as long as you eat a nice modern diet, you know, get all the food groups. Any extra vitamins you take, you just pee them out. That's why I said <laughs> most expensive pee of your life. That is that is true and not so true. <laughs> but a lot of them get just peed straight out. You're right. Sorry, I'm a nutritionist, so that's my that's what I have my first degree in. So um, <laughs> don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so she's doing that when adorkable Andy Good calls. <laughs> and he wants to meet her in Pasadena. He's at a chess tournament. Yeah, you guys predicted. I think that Andy would be back. Yeah, you predicted quite a lot of stuff that actually um is doing all you're doing all right on the predictions so far. Really, I can't remember. Really? I know neither can I. <laughs> I have like no idea fourth... what I predicted. I yeah, think you I predicted remember. the fourth resistance member was going to be like John Connor's buddy. 
oh. from the future. <laughs> oh, did, oh, really? That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I, his buddy, I guess, buddy, brother. Close enough. This part oh, didn't I, I was thinking, me. Um, I was thinking Kari's his brother. Hmm. Yeah, well, it, it part, didn't either. Well, I mean, because I knew about it already. <laughs> Just from having a passing knowledge of the series. like I was wondering if you knew that already. Oh, or you, not. Which did you know? I knew, that, I knew that Derek Reese was in this, yeah. Oh, you know, I was totally surprised. Um, but then I figured... Yeah, so somebody's going to die. So I guess the EMT guy, yeah, he's still on my death pole prediction. <laughs> Either he or, he or Baggy's. Like, I, I, because somebody has to be love interest, right? So he's mm. got to die. I think Cameron's going to be a love interest for Sarah. <laughs> oh, gosh. She's gonna, Can we? She's, she's going to warm up to Cameron eventually. We're getting into Janeway in Seven of Nine territory here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call it Glousey. Glousey. Yeah. <laughs> Glow, the Glowbout and Cersei. Glowsey. Oh. Man, Cersei. Oh, never mind. That's another show. <laughs> yep. Um, so next we see Crow Marty or George posing as an FBI agent <laughs> going to talk to Charlie. I'd really about rather. Sarah Connor. I'd really rather him be called George than Crow Marty. <laughs> I know. I wa- his name is George. Like really, because he looks like a George. He acts like a George. <laughs> What's the actor's name? George Laz George, something? George Laszlo. Laszlo. George Laszlo. Yeah, he played James Bond one time. <laughs> <laughs> now he's a Terminator. Just once, and he got sick of it. Will, earlier, in an earlier episode, you said something that was a ball player called Cromarty? Yeah, he's an like, NFL player, right? Is it pronounced that way? Because I, I, it's, it's a name that I would know as Cromarty. And I wondered if they sort of fudged it so you had that chrome at the beginning. I think that's how the announcers say it. Antonio Cromarty. Fair enough. I just wondered if it was just one of those things where the pronunciation had changed. Well, I I don't know. I, I can't hear the other version. It has to be Cromarty. Maybe he's a fan. Maybe uh, the announce. Maybe it's, you know, it's just Americanized. I don't know. Fair enough. I just, I just like the idea that they had. Well, they started with Chrome and worked outwards. Yeah, I, I would buy that. I just love that it's Garrett Dillahunt, and he looks so different than anything I've ever seen him in. So his name is George. <laughs> I like that he's a super awkward FBI agent. He's a super awkward at everything. <laughs> That's true. I need to ask you a few questions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sorry, Tell me about Sarah Connor. My, what my is gar- that? My Garrett Lip Dillahunt bone. impression is basically Michael Emerson. Sorry about that. <laughs> it, it's really, it gets it's confusing. Really... <laughs> well, yeah, it does get confusing. They're 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 not um, they are not unalike. At least, uh, yeah, I guess Michael Emerson does play a lot of robot like people. They're an huh, awkward, baby faced pair. Yeah, well, I wonder how you look with facial hair. Because Garrett Dillahunt looks better with facial hair. Just FYI, in case you wanted to know. <laughs> I've seen him with a scruffy right. face in Deadwood. Not a full beard. Why are they changing showrunners? Well, Daredevil's been renewed, but they're changing showrunners. What? Daredevil's changing show- showrunners? Why are we talking about Daredevil? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I haven't finished watching it, so y'all... I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah, I haven't seen past episode two. Me too. 
do you just read like entertainment news while this is going on? <laughs> yeah. It's like in the middle of an episode, you talked about the Haitian being in Heroes Reborn, <laughs> or whatever it's called. Well, no, that's just top of mind news. I don't know what he's doing now, but uh... <laughs> I'm looking at Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> so now you I know. was looking up the football player Chris Martin somehow ended up on Facebook. Everybody always nice. ends up at Facebook. It just happens. You start off on, you know, just normal everyday behavior and all of a sudden you're on Facebook and it's like three hours have passed and you don't know where you got three <laughs> times, where you just, the time's gone. That's it, why I'm, that's why I'm not getting any work done at work on Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's my problem. That's blocked at work for me. <laughs> Shh, be very quiet. Don't give the Americans any ideas. <laughs> um, we actually uh, do- Oh, sorry. No, nothing. I was just going to talk about work, which I don't want to talk about, so let's go on. <laughs> John gets Cameron to do his homework, and Sarah comes <laughs> in, tells him that Andy has rebuilt the Turk. That was that was nice when she was doing his homework. That was pretty funny. What if she ate it? <laughs> what? <laughs> my, ter- my Terminator ate my homework. Terminator ate my homework. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if like, she put it in her mouth, and it was like Scantron something, and it just came out, and it was done. She it out and it was done. Yeah. It's like, here you go. <laughs> Rolled up sheet of paper. Unraveling. <laughs> Cameron thinks they should have killed Andy already. And Sarah explains how he entered the Turk into a tournament computer versus computer. Because it's all the rage, according to John. So John's going to go to school while Sarah goes to this tournament. So, yeah. This was like... This was the very literal Queen's Gambit kind of thing. Like, this is, I think we predicted this about the fact that a Turk would be back and he would play in some kind of chess thing. I don't know if we predicted it or not, but I don't think it was, I think it was like kind of the next step. I don't know. I saw this coming. Sarah meets up with Andy and he shows her the new Turk, which is more adaptable but less predictable. And his partner, Dmitry Shipkov, comes in and <laughs> he's the one that talked the Turk how to play. Oh, so one thing we've we the opening um, series, the opening thing when they were talking about um, how they lived in the jungle and blah blah blah, and, and John learned chess. Yeah, that was definitely a much younger than you know um, what's his face in uh, term two T two. Like he was a lot yeah. younger. Did they? What was he when they were as a kid? Did they also live? Like oh yeah, because she had yeah. him when they were in the jungle. Okay, sorry. Down there, down in when yeah. we Connect. when we caught up with them in T two, like I think John had just been separated by from his mother. I think basically. Oh okay. So she, yeah, she'd been in Pescadero for a few months. He'd been fostered out, and all the um, all the Bolivian whatever jungle business was way behind them. Mm-hmm. And they I, I didn't realize back. it was. So, I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't realize it was like so soon that they had been separated. I thought she was separated for him when like he had spent some years in the foster system before. Several oh. years, I should say. Okay. I so. Okay. Oh, I did have one one more note about the scene before. Uh, I want to know what the mother of the future packs for lunch when she gave him his lunch. Uh, I was thinking about that. PB and J. Yeah, <laughs> I may give you a serious spoiler here, but I'm going to bet sandwiches. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. You're going to see a lot know. of sandwich making. Sandwich spoilers. <laughs> Oh. Because, <laughs> sandwich spoilers. Hey, as long as it's spreadable. See, I think that it's the nitrate, so that's why she wouldn't give him meat sandwiches. And besides, I like peanut butter better. Okay. 
So I did a Twitter poll the other night. Which is better, GIF or what's the other kind? Skippy, Peter Pan. Skippy, yeah. Skippy or GIF. I always was a GIF person. I, I was think. a Skippy girl. I don't have yeah. these in Canada. Ugh. So when I was young, I used to live in Egypt, and we used to come, like we used to. I mean, I was born here, so we used to come back, and they the only kind of peanut butter they had in um, Egypt was like basically ground up peanuts, and I used to hate it because it didn't have anything good in it. So we used to buy you know bottles upon bottles upon bottles of peanut butter, Skippy, in like if we were feeling you know whatever, we'd buy Jeff and take them over there and then eat them throughout the year. And then now they start they charge like. Ten times the amount for natural peanut butter. I still won't eat it. Wow, natural End peanut butter. Pro- and natural peanut butter probably tastes like what you had back in Egypt, huh? Just That's like, what I'm saying. That's all it was. It was it was yeah. ground up peanuts, and so now they charge more for it. When so I eschewed it as a kid, and I eschew it now. That's yeah. my story. All we, all we have here is craft pe- craft peanut butter. <laughs> I think Skippy owns Kraft. Oh. no, Kraft uh- owns Skippy. Sorry. An American friend once sent me some GIF in the post. It was very nice. But we we do have a sort of variant of Skippy now. But I will bet you it's different to what you have, I reckon. What's it called? Yeah. It's Skippy? called Skippy. Oh. Skippy. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you that it um, doesn't have nearly enough preservatives as it does here. That's we have more preservatives. True. Yeah. Guaranteed. That's how we like it. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking up craft peanut butter. I like how the it's in French and English. <laughs> Everything's in French and English in New Brunswick. <laughs> in the UK, um, our more popular peanut butter is Sun Pat peanut butter. Yeah. That doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound good. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bad. It, had, it once had bad a an advert. Once had an advert with a guy with a northern accent who would refer to his his son who was called Pat. Oh jeez. Our son Pat is a bit nifty with a bat. He can run in a circle as fast as a cat. When he gets a little peckish, he takes off his hat. This really was a marketing campaign? (laughs) With 93% peanuts, he likes a bit of this, likes a bit of that. Fun pack, sun pack, our son Pat. And it's stuck in my brain years later. Wow. Meanwhile, I can't remember important things. (laughs) It's a preservatives. It takes some space. some money for this ad. (laughs) My son Pat peanut butter. Crunchy or smooth? (laughs) Well, <laughs> that was a that was American Ridge as is uh I think it's uh no you have chunky we have crunchy chunky and crunchy so y'all um this this podcast is not s- sponsored by SunPat because we would never we'll be happy to sponsor. Be. no we wouldn't <laughs> stupid the peanut name. butter chronicles <laughs> so did we like this episode <laughs> I apologise to anyone from like slightly north of Watford in the UK for my terrible accent. It was a sort of bad Manchester. Well, you didn't no. offend us. Well, no, no that's fine. Yeah. That's because you haven't heard my American or Canadian accents yet. Oh. My dad used to live in Manchester. He'd probably nice. be offended. I'll tell him <laughs> on our behalf. Yeah. That's a good idea. They usually are. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to go with anyone. I'm coming there next English month. Accent. Nice. Mm-hmm. Dimitri is pretty blunt about Andy's chances with Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Uh, we found out that the winner of this tournament is going to get a military contract. Dong. What does the military want with chess playing computers? It, what it wants is problem solving computers. I guess. But aren't they, specifically, think on their feet. aren't they specifically designed to play chess though? 
Well, the original Turk remembered that sometimes it couldn't. It went through sort of periods where it would it could solve problems and then it couldn't solve problems, and it solved them in different ways. So therefore, it sort of exhibited thought processes. That's the stuff that's in, that's the stuff that's important in me- in your mechanized warfare. Hmm. I reckon. Charlie is talking to Cromarty back at his house, and. Cromartie tells him that Sarah's still alive and his wife, Penny. <laughs> She's just name? Penny forever. <laughs> yes. Michelle. <laughs> With just a terrible accent. She has a bad one. <sighs> she looks like, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Millennium, but she looks like Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, in the face. Yeah. No, not the hair. Yeah, yeah she's, she's got, got her hair. She's got Did lighter. you say not in the hair? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Also, I, I think you mean Megan <laughs> Gallagher. Oh, yeah, that's, that's it. That's Catherine. It. That's it, Megan Gallagher. Sorry. Who's Catherine Gallagher? I don't know. I'm sure there is at least one. Okay. Well, Megan Gallagher, you're right. Actually, I tell you who Catherine Gallagher is. She's, she's Catherine Gallagher. <laughs> All right. Check the phone book. Yeah. Okay. So we, <laughs> got, we got the other another British woman doing an American accent. <laughs> yeah, no. And this, like I said, this one wasn't good. She just kind of annoyed me. And I love Penny, but she kind of annoyed me. So she'll be Penny. She's like, I'm totally not jealous, except that I am. Except that I am, <laughs> and that I'm totally going to rat on you because I told you how important this is and how psycho your ex-fiancé was. So I have a, I have a question, because I didn't get to watch this a second time. When um, Cromartie um, said to... She, he said Sarah Connor. And I thought she had a reaction to Sarah Connor and not Sarah Reese. She did. So how would, so how would she know? Because if... He knew her as Sarah Reese. Then, was that true? He knew her as Sarah Reese. He didn't know her as yeah. Sarah. Connor. Yeah, but I'm guessing so- that they found out about Sarah Connor since then. They saw her on the news, maybe. With the oh yeah, Frank I guess explosion. he did. Yeah, I guess he did watch the news. Okay, so, so they had Sarah- a correct name there. In this world, Sarah Connor is a well-known name for like blowing up two buildings. That's true. And killing. She's Dyson. a she's a known terrorist. I guess so. If you pay attention to that kind of thing. Charlie gets a little indignant about this and says, Sarah Reese blew herself up. I never knew Sarah Connor. And Cromartie says, let me know if you have anything. I never sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) I never sleep. He didn't say... He didn't say have a nice day, which I expected, because he learned that from Ellison in the previous episode. But I just love the way... um, I just love their faces because <laughs> he says that and it's just a perfect line reading and then they cut to their faces and they're just, it's just perfect. Like I, I want a gif of that because it's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so at school, people are leaving cards for Jordan the Jumper. I don't remember there being this much stuff about Jordan. But, <laughs> and John tries to explain to Cameron why they're doing it because they... Or was it crying wasn't enough or something like that? She gets grief, but she doesn't get, I guess, like the the actions that you do to express grief. Um, yeah. Sometimes, she, like I said, it's very inconsistent how robotic she seems from... I feel like as it goes along, she seems more and more robotic. Like, they write her that way. Mm-hmm. I, I've heard a lot about this and about her changing sort of attitudes and things like that. The thing you have to remember, at least my impression of it, is that even for a Terminator, Cameron is weird. She, <laughs> no, she's specifically odd. 
like you know, I don't know if it's to do with experience she's had or how she's been programmed. But she already talks about how she's different. She could play mind games with people. She mm. is she is actually eccentric as they go. So uh, Cromartie, you figure Cromartie's a weirdo in, himself as well. She's very <laughs> I was odd. Say he's a pretty weird. <laughs> So you think that like if if John programmed her, what was going through his brain? He's like, <laughs> let me give myself this. <laughs> let me make her like this. I'll give my, you know, like just to get on my mom's nerves. Maybe he's doing, also, working out mother issues. It also depends on what theory of time travel you subscribe to, because the John that programmed this one may remember her from the past being this way. Mm-hmm. No, um, no, 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 no. Let's not do that because that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, going back to the scene where Cromarty was uh, in the uh, what's his name again? His ho- his home. Uh, George. No, Cromarty was in what's his face's home. Oh, Charlie. Charlie. Yeah. Charlie. Dixon. Um, why don't you think he just killed them both? Why wouldn't he just kill them both? I mean, he's been killing everyone. I guess it's because of plot convenience, but well, that wouldn't. Help. How would that help him find Sarah Connor? Because he thought Sarah Connor might be hiding there, so just kill them. And- Search the yeah, could still she could still come visit him and, you know, yeah he, if he tells them if he tells them if he doesn't believe them like a real FBI agent would do maybe yeah, I, I don't know it's just he's been killing everyone to get what he wants so far well, he has a body so he doesn't need to kill anybody else right now <laughs> I don't know yeah he did the, they, bed, the, the those s- people knew his secret yeah you're right I think getting another identity and blending back in again was sort of became a mission priority, and now he's yeah. back on the case. I suppose. Just oh, and go he, also with did, it. he also did the robo-head tilt. In that yeah. <laughs> and Cameron does that later on. I hate that. With the dog? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, that girl from the second episode, Sherry Weston, talks to John some. It's random. Uh, I don't really like her. She annoys me already. She looks like yeah. she's 35. She does. She looks like she's way too old. Oh, you're going to see the world's oldest high school student later in this episode. The 40 year old high school student. Oh, was that a. Yeah, I didn't realize he was a. I didn't realize they were even in school in that scene. But anyway. um, But yeah, I I don't care for her. And I don't care for this subplot. And I don't care about what happened in her old school. Later, John's working on his shop, a car and shop. In shop class, I guess, whatever. Is that and a class? I thought it was like a part-time job, but yeah, I guess it would... I thought it was That's what class. I meant. Yeah. This is like where the old guy is, right? We were just talking about? Yes. Yeah. So we, so, John yeah. reminds us he can speak Spanish. So is it a class? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have these kind of classes at my school. Right. That's weird, man. We didn't have cars. We didn't have a class where we fixed I up know. cars. We had woodworking. <laughs> it was a vocational class. You had to, like, yeah, it was kind of separate from the main school, but it was still, yeah. So it surprised me that, that Miss, um, you know, micromanager mom would let him do even something like, no, it's a machine, get away. Like, you know. Yeah, he seems to do a lot of stuff with computers now. Is it just me or? He does. Or he knows. Yeah. I bet he's going to create, like, Kit. You know, he's Knight Rider. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be his first. Was David Hasselhoff's character named John? It wasn't named John, was it? It's Michael it Knight. Michael yeah. Knight. Okay, that's right. Formerly Michael Long. Oh, look that's at some you. deep 
That's some deep that cut Knight Rider action right there. Seriously? He was Michael Long, then he changed his face and was renamed Michael Knight after the founder of the Knight Foundation, uh, who was called Knight. Winston Knight, Wilford Knight, I don't know. Someone knight. So this is why you can't remember anything, because you have knowledge like this floating around in your brain space. <laughs> that is absolutely correct. I am very impressed. Uh, awesome. No, don't be. It's, it's not a way to live a life. Trust me. Maybe not, but it's still impressive. <laughs> Thank you. John sticks up for some guy who's getting picked on Morris. Um, Morris, the guy that played Morris was in an episode of Angel. He played a Mexican vampire. It was 400 years old. <laughs> I don't remember that so, one. Neither do I. So how old is he in real life? I don't know. I didn't see. I don't, probably about I don't he's that old. Okay. But he's an old soul. He's got a craggy face, is what I'm saying. If you're listening, Morris, uh, sorry. So he warns John about talking to uh, what's her face, saying that she's damaged goods. This made me mad. Trying. To, That's a fine uh, way to talk about someone who's clearly having some issues at home. Yeah, something went I down know. at her last high school. And what does the word, the phrase "damaged goods" mean anyway? Like, it's just weird. Mm. Oh, I had a question about why the why the credits started so late. I noticed that the oh, I man. think it was after this when they first really start. You're gonna have some beauties, man, of waiting for those credits. Really? Tru- yeah. <laughs> Will, do you mind me saying things like this, or would you rather I didn't? No, that's fine. Cool. I don't remember. I know there's some shows where I where the credits start really late, but I don't remember this being one of them. Let's see, I don't have an age for Morris. I guess maybe kept this age a secret. He's a vampire. Anyway. Anyway. Jose Luis Chavez Cristobal. That's the name. So this is his new buddy, I'm assuming? Yeah. This episode, at least. I can't remember if he's... uh, (laughs) Oh, never mind. Spoiler. (laughs) I didn't hear anything. Sarah is watching the chess tournament and the matches between the Americans and the Japanese and... Sarah sees a guy enter and kind of walk off, and it's Brian Austin Green. I'm assuming this is after we have the amazing run of sort of automatons to robots to Cameron. Yeah. Well, no, there's that was right after this where we see ah, Cameron watching the robots. That was a great. Fanta- it's a fantastic shot. Yeah, it is. She, yeah, the little doggy. I know. Like little doggy. Even yeah, even little dog robots bark at Terminators. <laughs> and there's your uh, there's your Doctor Who. Um, reference. Yeah, canine. <laughs> it is canine. <laughs> Doesn't it look? That's what. It, yeah, that's exactly what I thought of when I first saw it. I was like, oh, it's canine. But less annoying. No, uh, I don't. Well, yeah. Give it time. <laughs> that one robot looked at Cameron, and one hundred and one popped up on the screen. Yeah, I've got it right here. Yeah. But she's not. A, she's not a T one hundred and one or eight hundred. It's confusing. Hmm. <laughs> I think it's just a little little bit of fun. She's definitely yeah, not like, a T one oh one because she'd look like Arnold. <laughs> and she's not an eight hundred because she's more advanced and things. Yeah, and her frame her frame is different, yeah. I'm well, I'm I'm really obsessed with Terminator model numbers and this series doesn't help. <laughs> John comes and he wonders what they're gonna do and Sarah says you better hope the Japanese win or Cameron's gonna kill Andy. I think this is where the credit starts. This is where Lena Headey shows up. So weird. Why did they wait so long? I'm sure you get to like eight or ten minutes at some point in the series. <laughs> uh, I think we lost Malika again. She'll be back. 
in the Dixon home, Penny knows that Charlie <laughs> lied, and she's like, yeah. Oh, you I'm can't not- have Penny from this, but Charlie for like from something, and that's too confusing. <laughs> uh, what's her name, Michelle? I believe so. Yeah, Michelle knows that Charlie lied, and he admits that uh, John came to see him. She wants to know what's going on, but he doesn't know, and um, Michelle thinks they're dangerous because Sarah kind of killed a man. Charles like, we don't know that. Like a chess tournament, the Japanese team wins because the Turk basically choked. And they they and, pull an amazing sort of queen sacrifice move as well. Yeah, I was tra- like, I was trying to figure out sure. how the the human, how was the human interacting with? Yeah, their it seemed like they were. Maybe I don't know what they were doing. Were they making the moves that the computer told them? They to were, do? but I, how was the computer telling them to do it? I, did because ha- there were there were screens. Oh, the, the I didn't see screens on the. There's screen. There's there's screens behind them. The Japanese team have a screen. The American team have a screen. Both with completely different graphics. So it's whatever each one pumps out, and then the humans make the moves corresponding to the moves on the screen. Okay, so the screen, the American screen was set up behind the Japanese person? Is that it? No, from the point of view of the audience, you've got the American team on the left, the Japanese team on the right, and then behind them, their respective screens that are outputted from their chess play computers. I know, but... How so the, op- the operators can look to their left or to their right to see the moves that the computer suggests and then move the pieces oh. in accordance with that move. I guess I just didn't see them looking at these screens. <laughs> Anyways, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing a, I'm doing a Brad Couples and running the episode at the same time. You see. Ah. Uh, so. uh, oh, we had like a eight bit explosion there. Yes. Really? Why? Beautiful reference. <laughs> There's been no solid snake voice this episode for Charlie. By the way, it's disappointing. No. No. Well, that is last thing. Let me tell you about the Shadow Moses incident. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to wanted a chance. I wanted my go. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone shows up, who if anyone shows up who sounds like Liquid Snake, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to swat down a couple of bothersome flies. <laughs> oh, we got a new new picture for Malika. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it keeps changing. <laughs> hey, Malika, are you back? Yeah. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> was it me or you? I think it was you. Okay, well, if it happens again, just keep on going. I don't know what's going on with my Wi-Fi today. On Intro to X, they call that fighting the future. Ugh, so <laughs> frustrating. All right, so... Yeah, they're not going to go after the Japanese because their names weren't in the safe house, but Cameron thinks that the Turk could still be a threat. So Sarah just wants to sit Andy down and tell him everything. Oh, did she really yeah. want to, or was that just kind of a joke? I thought she wanted to, but how would he have reacted to? <laughs> it would have had yeah. to got Cameron to rip her arm off or skin or, off her arm, or, or at least blink her eyes. Oh yeah, yeah that, that, that wouldn't be eyes. that wouldn't be enough to convince somebody. <laughs> just show, like, open up a panel and show her like her electric cart. <laughs> oh. Back to the flashlight. Uh, pre- yeah, I was about to <laughs> show her flashlight. He would look scared like that other guy, like when <laughs> when uh, Sarah left her alone with him. Uh-huh. <laughs> We'd just see Andy like gripping the wheel of a car, like going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I gotta get out of here. Yeah. 
on her way to see Andy, Sarah bumps into Bag, who seems to be in a real hurry to leave. And when she reaches Andy, she finds the, finds him with a bullet in his head. <laughs> oh, I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was. I was surprised, right. even as a you know, as a repeat viewer, because I remember this happening. But I would have thought it'd be a more climactic end of episode thing. They just really chuck it away. It's amazing, yeah. and yeah. I mean that in a positive way. I go, oh, they they squandered it. No, I I love that they will just do this, and the guy's dead. That's it. And yeah, you don't even on. see it happen. Mm. Yeah, me too. So she goes after a bag and <laughs> takes him down. Girl can fight. I love that we're still calling him bag after all this time. Uh, you can't get away from it. Yeah, she she really takes him down. He wasn't yeah, a bad fighter, though. Training. Hmm. He ends up getting away and gets captured by the police. And Sarah kind of apologizes to Andy. I like what, I like how he was wearing a, a Kyle Reese green trench coat. Hmm. Sarah was wearing her tank top most of the episode. It does look less pissy than uh, Kyle's. <laughs> 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 Had the sort of vomit, uh, you know, chic. After this, back home, Sarah's doing more pull-ups, or chin-ups. And Cameron gives her a pencil to write a note. Yeah, they were talking earlier about you know, writing notes for the dead girl. And Sarah breaks the pencil and gives it back. See, this is what I'm saying. is another example of Cameron being weird in that she's not being robotic there. She's trying to understand the grieving process. And I think genuinely thinks this will help. She's also but trying Sarah to come is... on to Sarah. Hey, baby. <laughs> Sarah's kind of mean. Offered her a pencil. Don't be mean. John's found out where they're keeping Brian Austin Green. And he's the fourth resistance fighter, in case you forgot there was a fourth one. Yeah. Previously and... played by an <laughs> arm of some guy who clearly wasn't Brian Austin Green. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think he wasn't cast at that point, or he just didn't need him? I don't think she was at that point. Absolutely. There's a, there's been a couple of things. I, there were a few times where people in Lost like were played by other people until they yeah. showed up Figured as out. things. And, and um, yeah, I'm a, Siler. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Siler. That's right. Yeah, Siler in the coffee shop. Yeah, that wasn't it was Zachary. Nothing Quinto. like Quinto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I'm a few episodes back on the blacklist, and I know Lance Hamrickson is going to show up. But there's a guy who seems to be that character, but clearly isn't Lance Hemrickson yet. Hmm. So it's weird. But I may also be wrong on that one. So no, no blacklist hates for anyone. Not that anyone Sorry. watches that program. I do, but I'm I'm woefully behind. I'm kind of waiting for an off season to show up so I can catch up on it. But there's no off season, so now I'm just behind. The main problem is I don't give a toss about their story arc. But when they have a standalone episode, it's generally pretty good. Problem is Brian Austin Green is expensive, but that arm is pretty cheap. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> they just use a prop arm lens. Yeah. <laughs> it's a spare Terminator arm. Oh come um, on! How how expensive can a Brian Austin Green arm be? Really? I mean, these <laughs> days, maybe back in the day, but like these days, I think it's like you know you can get a discount on it. <laughs> That's true. Is he still with Megan Fox? I don't think they are. Oh, she cheated on him. I'm sure with some guy and. He was like, well, you're hot, so I'll stay with you. And then she probably dumped him for some other guy. Just a thought. I'm making up rumors. I have no idea. (laughs) uh, Let's not put our names to that. Make it very clear that that is conjecture. (laughs) But it could could be on TMZ tomorrow. You never know. (laughs) Sources sources say. 
According to rumors yeah. that I just started. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard it on a podcast, so it must be true. So Brian Austin Green is one of John's best soldiers in the future. He was sent there to wait for them. And Sarah says she wants to go talk to him. And somebody else has the same info John does about yes, Bag. It's a Terminator. They do indeed. Love this guy. We haven't seen this guy before, have we? Nope. No. He's brand new. And this Terminator just knocks the fuck out of that police officer. Did <laughs> he awesome. so just hit him or did he kill him? I think he just, well, he hit him, but he could have killed him. That kind of blow. No, he just hit him hard enough to get arrested. Mm. And John school is, uh, what am I saying? At school, John is doing the math. He's <laughs> grieving because people are dying around him. And Cameron gets a note that Mr. Harris wants to see her. <laughs> Creepo. <sighs> so I, he's the one who had the affair with the, 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 the girl, right? I think I was right when I thought that the door was spelling out guidance counselor. Well, he's offering grief counseling, but is he the guidance counselor? I Basically, when I watched it, that's what I wanted to be the case. Mm-hmm. If so, he should be really frigging sheepish. I didn't know yeah, that's what was... the... I didn't know that's what it spelled, but I th- he's definitely the guy, regardless of what his, his thing is. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, he was really trying to find out what um, Jordan might have said to Cameron in case it implicated yeah, this, him. Probably, it's yeah. it's self-serving. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've, we've, we're uncovering new stuff because yeah, the murals were going to suggest that Jordan was having an affair with the with the school's guidance counselor and uh, oh, counselor. Oh, I went really South London there. Sorry, and, <laughs> again, <laughs> totally lost on us. <laughs> I became very aware of it all of a sudden. Um, spelled counselor, I think the English way in my notes. <laughs> nice. I didn't. I wasn't aware of the other way. But I um, thought, wait, maybe. Well, a different. Was well, it with one L or two L? I spelled it with two L's. Oh yeah, that would be fine. Two L's hurts us. Okay. <laughs> you'll Extra- you'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Extraneous L's all over the place. Traveling. Yeah. Fantastic. Instead of Z's, and it's fine. And U's thrown in every which way. Yeah. Hmm. Good. This counselor dude played Charlie's brother Liam on Lost. Oh, is that Liam Pace? Oh, yeah. that's Liam. Wow. <laughs> he looks good without a drug problem. Yeah, he looks a lot better on the show. <laughs> huh. Was it weird also when Cameron started talking like Jordan? Was she using <laughs> so her voice? freaking big. Yeah, she wasn't she using was. her exact voice, was she? I don't think so. I think she- no, that was that was sort of Cameron's version of it without imitating the voice. Yeah. But with um with the facial expressions, very unnerving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then goes straight back into full on Terminator mode again. And the um counselor dismisses her because she's a freaking weirdo. <laughs> this girl's creeping me out. <laughs> but what does she mean when she said, "Is there anything else you want to tell me?" Yeah, see, I was I was thinking that, and if I was him, I'd be like, you know, with a guilty conscience, mm. uh, I would have felt unsettled. So we'll see what he does to her. I hope he tries something with her. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see taken down. It's freaking big. Yeah, it's freaking right big. Right there. And no. <laughs> <laughs> So Bag is in jail and he has a visitor and it's not Sarah. We're expecting Sarah to be there. It's Agent Ellis Ellison. Um, so, so far you have failed to mention the 
the fact that this guy's named after Harlan Ellison. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. I didn't know that. I um, should have made connections. Yeah. Yeah, Gail Ann Hood is uh, no one's no one's named a character after her, but they've we've got a Cameron and we've got an Ellison. And Ellison, yeah, you know, we've already discussed whether he should. Well, you've already discussed whether he should have had a a credit on the Terminator or not. For mm. you know. He got what? like special thanks, but um, I'm guessing the people of this series are throwing Harlan Ellison a bone. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Fans. I hope so. James Cameron wouldn't have liked that. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. We're throwing a fit. I know. Um, I, I, this is this is not really really a spoiler. I know William Wisher is going to get a, a name check at some point as well, but uh, poor Gail Ann Heard, not a peep. Ugh. Oh well, she's on the she's on the I tell you. She's on The Walking Dead now. She's got lots of money. That's cool. <laughs> in the end, three, she's, she's, the, she's the ultimate winner. Yeah. yeah. Rise above. Rise, rise above, Gail. So Ellison is connected back to all these murders, the stuff he's investigating, and Andrew Good's murder. The evidence is that weird blood he keeps finding, but Bag says not his blood. They're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where, Ellen, where, where Ellison is at this point in believing some of the weird stuff he's heard about in the past. Now he keeps finding synthetic blood all over the place that shouldn't be possible. I want to know it... where he's at at the end of this episode. Because <laughs> Indeed. Th- that should seal the deal right there. You'd hope. Yeah, it's, it's very weird because he makes it sound like he believes in a lot of things like that can't be possibly true. Like when he was talking to... Uh, the other cops, you know, and they were, like, making fun of him, blah, 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 but um, I don't know. Then he sounded very skeptical in this one. Um, but, yeah, now he, sh- it sh- he should totally be on board. He's trying to be a scully. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Welcome a, to Mulder. He's a splendid character. I like him a lot. Me too. He's- I don't want him to be a scully too long. Like, I don't want him to to be a skeptic way past when he should, like Scully has been. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he sounded like he was totally a Mulder. Like, just, uh, was it last episode? Where he was talking to those people, and they were, you know, like, making disparaging remarks in his, you know, in his general direction. And now he sounds like a Scully. It's very weird. Maybe he's, like, uh, he's on the line. Hmm. Ellison wants him transferred to federal custody. We see a termy that Termi from earlier is a prisoner. Uh, he's like his brother. He got arrested for a crime he didn't commit. Hmm. Uh, the Terminator was happening. I really have to stop myself using that Terminator's name. <laughs> because I know it. <laughs> it's a real problem. Well, how can a name be a spoiler? It's well, okay. Because I saw in some notes for this episode, they were using his name and I'm thinking did it show up on the screen or did just I think, he's, I think he may be credited at, is it, at the end so should we go with yeah. the name Will yeah his name's Vic that's fine I mean unless, <laughs> unless his unless his name is John Connor it's not much of a I story. know uh, and there's an episode named after and besides I'll forget it by, I'll forget it in two seconds <laughs> <laughs> Sarah yeah. finds it very easy to do this prison visit I I I don't know if you've visited a prison, but <laughs> it's yeah. it's not this it's not this simple, at least in the UK. Who's whose ID did she steal? Or did she steal an ID? I thought she stole an yeah. ID. Yeah, while and she's Ellison. on the, while she's on the phone, someone passes by and she yanks an ID off them. Very wasn't that easily. a man, wasn't that a man though? 
<laughs> I, yeah, it might it might not be a photographic ID. I don't know. But so I like, just used it to get in and not have to show it to anybody. Was she, posing, yeah. was she posing as a lawyer or just somebody who had access? Yeah, just just some person, as far as I can work out. Yeah, right. you think that they would have a little bit more um, security. I mean, I could understand if it's an office building. Like, there's there's more security at my office than there was at this gym or in this the jail. U- in the UK, if you're visiting an inmate, they have to book the visit with your specific name. So it goes in a book, and people inside the prison know that you're coming to see them and things like that, and then you have to have ID that matches that. You can't just show up to someone who isn't expecting a person. I think it's Will making that sound, because it's, um, the light-up thing under your face is uh, really? going there. Also, it happened what while Luca was gone. <laughs> yeah. I went and I, sound. It was static. I also muted myself to see if it would if it was me. Mm. So okay, it was you all along, Will? Ha! No, that wasn't me earlier. We were throwing blame in the wrong it. direction. I was hearing it earlier, but that could have been me just then because I was checking something on my phone. And both of you are working to get. Oh, yeah, that was a phone sound. <laughs> I listen so to I, a lot of podcasts, and you can tell when somebody's phone is ringing next to the recording equipment because it goes feedback like a static. Yeah. However, I don't expect television prisons to act like actual prisons, especially when you need to move the plot along. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Ellison walked right past her when she was on the phone. They never, well, he never saw her. Oh, well, she she's saw. she's got that she's got that stealth wig. <laughs> I just put the wig on. Like, who are you? Also, I like the fact she um she's be, uh, she's Sarah Baum at the moment, right? And she talks to the guidance counselor about there being a tornado. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and then he just like hangs up. It's just like you're gonna have to speak louder. Click. <laughs> and the uh, counselor said that Cameron's showing signs of post-traumatic stress or something. And she goes to see Brian. <laughs> I'm just to call him Derek. You don't find out his name for later, but he's Derek Reese. <laughs> um, he tells her she shouldn't be there, and they all know who each other are and some of the stuff they've done. And she blames him for killed, killing Andy, and he says he didn't do it. He just wanted the Turk. And he had hoped that Sarah did it and took the Turk, but it's not the case. They both failed. And he just keeps trying to get her to leave because he has a T triple eight on his ass, and he doesn't want to be the one to get the Connors killed. Now you mentioned in a you mentioned before about how they were they had to limit uses of the word terminator. Yeah. Which I think must be one of the reasons they came up with this model number so they could just start saying triple eight or trip eight and things like that. Yeah. So they didn't have to say Terminator or come up with, you know, crazy names all the time. Mm. So you're gonna you're gonna hear a lot more about trip eights. <sighs> Lovely. <laughs> Derek thinks Dimitri might be the key. So as he's le- as she's leaving, he reveals that he's seen Sarah picture, and he's Kyle's brother, Derek. Oh, importantly, you've also got Derek referring to the Terminators just as metal, which yeah. is a, another another heavily used word. Not going to drop metal on. Yeah, I'm not going to be the bastard who brings metal down on the Connors. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So what did you you guys saw this one originally aired, right? Yes. What'd you what'd you think of the whole Derek Reese thing? It's it's bold and you go you might imagine that you'd have a problem with it if you were a big Terminator fan, but it didn't it didn't wind me up at all. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. 
That was cool. Bringing the character in. Throw your also, phone out of the room there, Will. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's really good. He's really good in this role. That helps. If he'd been terrible, then I might complain. Yeah, I haven't seen enough of him to know whether he's like awesome or not yet. Okay, it's in airplane mode. Okay. <laughs> so when she finds out that it's Kyle's brother, this changes everything. And we see Termy going to look for Derek, and he's going. He's being transferred, and some more voiceovering about Sarah from voiceovering about grief from Sarah. I like how I like how they like barely care about this freedom fighter until they learn who he is. Like all of them. <laughs> <laughs> But even though they still have never met him, they don't know who he is, what kind of person he is. It's just a familial relation that completely changes their mind. I just like the fact it's probably because, like, you know, it's not her brother, but it's her baby daddy's brother. Mm. So, you know. Yeah, it's some it's some connection. It's, you know, it's something well, other, than, other than being alone. Well, we know Cersei has a thing for the brother, so just... <laughs> yeah. At school, John tries to talk to that girl, but she tries. She blows him off and gets in the car and leaves. You'll you'll be pleased to know you've skipped right past my attempt at a D twelve joke. So that's good. Oh, because Dick <laughs> is in cell D ten, so cell D twelve presumably got bizarre and corrupt and con artist in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad joke. Cameron comes and says that mom is there and Maura seems kind of taken with her but John warns him away yeah I, that was kind of predictable that the best friend would be like oh hot sister <laughs> yep. self proclaimed best friend <laughs> Sarah says they're going on a field trip I imagine a Connor field trip is no fun. <laughs> I don't know what's oh, not to love. Guns and, you know. C4. The thing luckily, is... oh, go ahead. And luckily we skip over Cameron's worst line of the entire series. Yeah, I was going to save that until oh, maybe later. <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the things that uh, Cameron was wearing on her arms this whole episode. Were those ever in... I didn't even notice them. What? She was wearing like sweater arms. But yeah, just... Oh, yeah. Um, so. It's no... like leg warmers for the forearm. Yeah. I mean, they. They're sort of like not really. Not the kind that she was wearing. <laughs> they used to have this thing like where um, shirts used to have those like, like uh, thumb holes in them. Mm-hmm. So that they used to be. And then they used to have like uh, arm sleeves, but not the kind that she was wearing. I've seen them. Or at least I should say they, they, those weren't cute. Hmm. I wasn't sure what she was doing there, but that's a dancer thing. Like dancers do a lot, a lot of things like that. Ah. So maybe she got it from her alter ego, Summer Glow. <laughs> <laughs> so Ellison's getting an ETA on his prisoner, and for some reason he circles the barcode on that picture. This seems kind of unnecessary. <laughs> like an extraneous <laughs> circle. Why did you circle it? It's so unnecessary. You wasted ink. Like, especially since it's basically a picture of the barcode. It's yeah, not like the whole like... arm. He wants to call attention to this bit of it. Yeah, that is what the picture is showcasing. I'm surprised he didn't try and scan it and something. 
<laughs> Brian Austin Green, $7.99. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. They just need a QR reader. They have an app for that now, yeah. back in 2008. Yeah. I really wanted Derek Reese to go on a Kyle Reese rant while he was in police custody. <laughs> in the past, you'd have to run it through your barcode battler, and then your little <laughs> digital Brian Austin Green could have come up and had a fight. Oh, jeez. Derek, maybe he's a little more calm than Kyle. 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 <laughs> I keep thinking of that George Carlin thing whenever I say the word Kyle. <laughs> what do you think his name it is? <laughs> I'm sick of guys named Todd. <laughs> I think it's Derek's the older brother, right? So he's mellower. Mm. Yeah. And he comes from a future where Judgment Day was 2011, so, you know, all things could be completely different. True. Derek's taking, uh, I guess, a lockpick out of his arm. When... Oh. Yeah, it's painful. Ah. So did, he, did he go back in time with that in his arm? Yep. He could have. It was under his flesh. I reckon that's yeah. exactly what happened. <laughs> it's really horrible to look at. I just looked at it again <laughs> to prove to myself how horrible it was. And guess what? It was horrible. Yeah. Confirmed. So Sarah and them approach the transport truck from behind and Cameron stops it and they take it. Derek and Cameron almost get into it. I hope this is one of the new GTA online heists. Uh, <laughs> I know, did Derek recognize Cameron there? Or he, he did. He called her metal bitch. Yeah, otherwise, yeah, he wouldn't be able to know that she was a Terminator right away. Would he? Like, I mean, you might assume if someone breaks into a prison truck from the front while it's moving. I but guess. Even so, there is a there is a glimmer between them. <laughs> the triple eight is coming. He catches up with them and Cameron and Triple Eight fight. He is I fast. like how the truck is swerving. Whenever she throws against the side, the truck kind of swerves over. Yeah. He's heavy. Yeah, well if if he's like afraid of her or whatever, so does that mean there's more than one of her or there's only one of her and he's met her before, but she was evil at the time, or what? I don't know. <laughs> so Termi ends up losing a hand in the fight, and then they all stop. John doesn't want to leave Cameron behind with Termi, but Sarah's trying to get him away. Cameron's getting beat up. Termi, Vic, <laughs> Vic gets a gun and ends up shooting Derek. And after this, Cameron beats up Termi and takes out his chip. She doesn't Weird. destroy it, does she? Oh, she takes it. When Terminator 2 came out, I had a magazine about the, the sort of making of it. It was one of those magazines that used to happen back in the day that came out long before a film's release that had the entire plot of the film in it. <laughs> and a lot of and a lot of extra stuff. And it had a cutaway about the um the Terminator chip assembly and the head, and it had a, a picture of the sort of the skull being opened up. So it was explaining how to how to stop a Terminator by doing that and opening and taking the chip out. And it suggested, like, good luck getting them to stand still. And I thought of that all the time that Cameron's kind of throttling the guy with a pipe. <laughs> yes. method of making it. him stand still. <laughs> Shut up and take it. So is this, um, did we get a scene of, like, her being sad about this? Because she basically essentially killed a Terminator and this this whole episode was about grief. Maybe. And later on, she's writing a note. Yeah. So, was she writing it through Vic or. Okay, because I wasn't Vic. sure about that. No. 
yeah. didn't know you much in life, but I've, I've got your chip, and through it I may come to know you better. I thought you she was gonna beat the shit out of you. I thought she was preemptively writing it for uh, Derek. <laughs> Maybe could have been either one. Dude, I'm gonna kill you. I'm soon. gonna kill you. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> really sorry about that. Sorry you died before I could kill you. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so I. Thanks to the bonds. So that's what I was wondering about. You know, was that what we we're supposed to get with that? With that? Um, that she was grieving for this uh, Terminator that she killed, like one of her kind. I'm not sure it's clear. Mm. It's a good, it's a good interpretation though. I like it. Thank you. Man, she really fucks Vic up. Sorry, I, I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> I've forgotten if you have explicit tag or not. Oh uh, yeah, so we were explicit. Wicked. She, um, yeah, she got that pipe or whatever it was and just <laughs> went to work on it. So they get Derek home and doesn't want Cameron to touch him, but he needs help and she scans him and says she can't fix him. Sarah's gonna go get some help. She gets a stun gun. She's gonna go to the hospital and just <laughs> grab somebody. Just collect a doctor. <laughs> bring him back. Yeah, sounds like a GTA mission. Go get a doctor. <laughs> and oh yeah, John's like, you don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> she tells him that um, he's, he's your uncle. Your no! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm the brother of the father I never knew, and that's about it. And I, you know, hooray! Okay, I care now. That's enough for John. He takes yeah. off. He's like, it's my uncle, man. Before, I was willing to let him go, but not now. Unky Derek. Oh, Unky Derek. Allison <laughs> <laughs> no, can't. No idea what that voice was. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? When when they were fighting the Terminator there and he had to drop on them with the gun again, it t- why are the Terminators again? It's I guess it's plot convenience. They take so long to fire their damn gun, and they're supposed to be hyper intelligent machines with you know good reflexes and s- good accuracy and stuff. He ran out of memory, so it took him a second to. <laughs> to yeah, he, he, had to reload, ex- he had to reload his shooting buffer. Yeah, yeah I, I blame. See, they they need oil, so he's mm-hmm. a little squeaky. <laughs> If I noticed how long it took, and like I guess Derek couldn't react fast enough. I think he would have ducked or something with how long after how long it took. He needs mm. Vic's vapor rub. <laughs> <laughs> Very funny pun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. See what you did there. It's quarter past two. In, it's quarter past two in the morning here, man. I'm doing my best. <laughs> You're doing pretty good. I'm I from actually... the future. <laughs> <laughs> You are like six hours. Hence my spoiler warnings. It's gonna, it's gonna get dark soon. <laughs> oh no! Like I can time travel, but only six hours at a time. Or what? You're eight hours ahead of me. Sorry. Oh yeah, you're more than that for me. I forgot where. I, I'm used to be on the east coast, so it's usually six hours. So I guess you're seven hours ahead of me. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Allison's found the hand on my screen, so I'm going to pause. Yeah, he can't believe that two little two. Did he say girls or two little ladies made th- off with his prisoner? I think he says women. In all fairness, women. <laughs> he seems like the kind of guy who would say women. He's a very respectful yeah. man. And this is where he sounds like sarcastic. Where I do think that, like, like I said, like in a previous episode, he seemed like he was a little bit more up on. Incredible things happening. Sarah's doing some voiceovering about how the rules of chess don't change, but the rules of war do. 
Now this is where Cameron's writing her notes. She's never played action chess, where you just flick your pieces at your opponent. <laughs> it's my favorite kind of chess. Take this in your eye. It's a pawn. <laughs> the goal of chess is total annihilation, but in war you're kind of hoping somebody will stop you before you annihilate your opponent. Something about how greatest enemies can become friends. So I have to say that I'm not a fan of the voiceover because it's a little bit too on the nose for me. I hope they get better. I think the voice... It's clear the voiceover only exists because of Terminator 2, right? Yeah. The voiceover at the start and end. If if that hadn't happened in that film, you wouldn't have it in this series, I reckon. Probably, yeah. And it wasn't even in the first movie, so... Mm. Yeah, I didn't... I wasn't a fan of it being added. To well, wasn't it... I guess it was at the end when she was writing the letter, maybe? At yeah, the very end of the first yeah. movie, but not throughout. No. Well, well, she was talking to a tape. Oh, yeah. just for Yeah, so it was... It's voiceover be- with with the logical reason. Yeah, yeah. She was she was beginning her voiceover career. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> she sent that tape to Fox. Derek stops breathing, and John returns with Charlie Dixon. And they stand there for bloody ages while the man who isn't breathing lays on there the was. table. <laughs> Screw your feelings. There's a dying man. It is you, Sarah. And now Charlie oh. can die because he's served his one purpose. <laughs> Sarah says in war there is hope and that's the end of the episode I wonder if that was that gosh Charlie can say Derek <gasps> I know the answer <laughs> <laughs> tune in I'm gonna guess week. I'm gonna guess yes Even same Terminator looked, time same Terminator channel he looked friggin you know in really bad shape <laughs> he, he, he was starting to actually you know go into the the no return territory but somehow this single EMT is going to save him with what kind of equipment does he have his hands (laughs) he's got his hands he's going to do sorry (laughs) I started saying this and then I thought of Robin Burge saying this and now I'm going to say it and pretend it's him he's going to do some resuscitation (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, he's Derek Reese okay Resuscitation. I was trying to figure out what the the word sus had to do with anything. (laughs) I had the wrong part of the word. (laughs) Oh, Lord. (laughs) He's covered in blood as well, so it's resuscitation. Uh I just got an email from Robin. Speaking of Robin. (laughs) But there's a bad pun in it. Um, No, not that I saw. I didn't read the... Or former hip-hop artist, big pun. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've dropped like four hip-hop artists in this one episode. I am it's, I am immensely white, and I just still can do it. It's it's killing me. Like I'm like, all right. Um, you're, just know you're amusing some of us, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't include yourselves. <laughs> no, I actually include only myself because I'm not willing to speak for the other two. <laughs> Wicked, wise move. Mm, exactly. Uh, no, I had nothing. <laughs> do we have any quotes? Um, I had the one, but just, it's a terrible one. It's the one where she's like, um, road trip, shotgun, nine millimeter. (laughs) That was pretty funny because she doesn't know what shotgun means. Yeah, get it? (laughs) There's one that I find really funny and it's not a funny line on paper, but it's just how Dillahunt says it, which is like, 
Mr. Dixon wanted to marry Sarah Connor before you. (laughs) (laughs) Anything that he says is like so amusing to me. And it really is meta because I think that had I seen this before, I had seen other stuff that he's in, you know, specifically um, justified. I don't know if I would find it as funny, but it's just him. I like him. See, is Garrett Dillahunt justified? It's like this uh, last season, yeah. Oh, and Timothy Oliphant's in it. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. from Deadwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know you went through a bunch of Garrett Dillahunt roles recently, but you also <laughs> you forgot to mention that he's a guy in the X-Files in the 1940s who had a spider come out of his mouth and kill people. Yeah. He was, uh, was Edward Skirr. not there yet. Oh, he was, he was that guy? Yeah. I didn't know him at the time. Well, I still, right. I still don't know him. I know of him. He's you fun in that him. Millennium episode, though, with the, with the risk addiction. Yes. He was in... Shooting an apple off of Randy Dishes from Monk's head. (laughs) I think he was in The Road, that um, Ego Morganson. The really depressing one. Depressing Cormac McCarthy business. (laughs) The quote I have is, John said, good code is like a song your head's gotta come out. That was just so weird, but I guess I can kind of relate to that being a programmer. Maybe. Yeah, it is, I never thought of it that way. It's a little too prosaic for John, for me. Yeah. What does he know about writing code? Yeah, he doesn't know anything yet. Like, it's not supposed he's, to be. He's more like to say, like, good code's, like, totally awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it, sounded, it just sounded weird coming out of his mouth. Like, I did. But, yeah. I, I had, uh... Call me anytime. I never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I love that. <laughs> it turns out there's no, there's no non-sinister way to say that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like whatever you say, it, I just imagine his face when he's saying it in their face in reaction. I don't know why I found that so funny, but it was trying great. To, trying a series of voices, <laughs> solid snake upwards. <laughs> I never sleep. <laughs> he was so sincere. <laughs> Call me anytime. I never sleep. <laughs> he has a really weird voice. Like he doesn't. It doesn't go with him. The rest of him. Mm. <laughs> All uh, right. He's amazing. Mm. I can't wait to see more of him. He's probably like I think Ellison's my favorite character, and then this guy. <laughs> Who is our badass of the week? Mm. I think I'm going to give it to Cameron for her fight scene. I don't think I've given it to her yet. I think so. Fight scene in a moving van, scraping the flesh off a Terminator's head using a passing crane or a truck. <laughs> Holding him down, getting the chip out of his head. It's good stuff. Yeah, I did that too. Cameron Baum. But who had the worst ass of the week? The worst ass? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Ass. It's a, it's, a, it's a different kind of badass. It's just mm. always a really bad ass. I imagine Morris is. <laughs> oh, Morris is I was about to worst. say Morris. I bet his is pretty. Looks like a walnut. Oh. <laughs> oh. Poor Morris. He's probably a very flatulent teenager. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to work out. <laughs> All right. Next, we rate the episode. Chris, you want to start us out? Yeah. Um. I really like it. Um. I don't like I don't like all of the old Sarah Connor. It took a while to kick in. I think in the last couple of episodes it has done, but this is a this is a good solid one, man. And I'm going eight out of ten. You've got silly ratings, isn't it? It's got to be eight out of ten somethings, right? Mm-hmm. Right. 
<sighs> eight out of ten bad asses. <laughs> awesome. Okay, how about you, Malika? Um, I also really liked it. Um, I like the addition of Baggy to the cast. Um, and I just like finally that Charlie, you know, has come back around and he actually has something to do with it rather than hanging out like a dangling plot thread. Um, and yeah, and I like the whole uh, depth of Andy, even though I'll miss him, sort of, kind of, maybe not. Um, I also give it an 8 out of 10. Um, mini canines. Oh. <laughs> what about you, Matt? I like this one. Uh, yeah, I'm getting more into it. I'm, I knew about Derek Reese already, so I'm glad to see him introduced so one one of the few things I've been spoiled on is behind me now. Uh, I'll give it a 8.5 out of 10 surprise uncles. Woohoo! Oh, yeah, I really dug it too. I'm glad that I don't have to not mention Derek anymore. <laughs> I was waiting for this episode. I think it's you know kicking in more, the starting to come together. So I'll give it 9 out of 10. Terminator chips. <laughs> Delicious. Yum. Just, just think, Matt, I if know. Derek had been part of continuity all this time, you could have been called Derek. Oh, man. That's so much better than my name. <laughs> Salt and vinegar. Terminator mm-hmm. chips. Yum. Mm-hmm. 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 Better than yogurt any day. Definitely. Yeah, we're at the point. We're at the point in it. I've I've shown the series to a couple of people, and I'm always like, stick with season one. It's a bit slower than I, season two. Really goes places, and then I'm always amazed at how much this picks up just a few episodes in. I always keep expecting people to have to wait for longer than this to really get to the meat of it. So this was episode five. Yes. And then how Ever- many are in this season? It's like nine. Because nine. <laughs> oh, okay. of the yeah, the writer's strike, as mentioned. And so expect uh, some plot elements to just disappear and never be explored <laughs> because they, they weren't able to do that. Got it. Like, already yeah. the Jordan stuff feels disconnected and kind of pointless, right? Who's Jordan? <laughs> the, the cheerleader who didn't reconfigure oh, herself. Oh, yeah. I was so hoping that we'd have, like, the subplot of, like, who done it. Well, you... You may, but it, it feels a bit half-baked right now. Am I, am I right? Yeah, if they try to bring her back in, I'll be disappointed now, actually, because the momentum was lost. You know, uh, in Caprica, that girl died and was brought back as a robot. Oh, so maybe Cameron will get a friend. <laughs> Robo-Jordan. So let's do some feedback. First, we have an email from Heidi. I'll take, I'll read this one. Do-do-do. Sorry, happens to me every time someone says Heidi. I do the theme tune to the television version of Heidi. It's it's like (laughs) Uh, it's like Tourette's, but with a theme tune. Wow, you're the only like oh my gosh, I I I don't even know like that TV show. Wow, this is impressive. (laughs) Very obscure TV shows. I'm getting on a bit. (laughs) Just uh, and remembering the teams. Oh wow, (laughs) I have nothing more to say than that. That's fine. It's, I'm done. It's, it's really not impressive. Well, I stopped at Small Wonder, so. <laughs> Heidi says, hey guys, Cameron apparently doesn't know that John should do his own homework in order to become the future leader of mankind. Mm-hmm. Andy has built a new robot. It can play chess and might get a military, military contract. 
That robot convention must be one of Sarah's worst nightmares. Heck, <laughs> after watching this franchise, it's one of mine. Neat. Cromarty has found Charlie. This can't be good. And Charlie needs to learn when lying is the best option when it comes to his wife. It never is. Well, she can tell when he's lying, which doesn't help. Yeah. Cameron with the robots at the chess tournament is so great. Even the little robot dog barks at her. Hmm. At least Sarah is letting John use his hacking skills when the need arises. Oh, wow, I've never gotten this before. This is the guidance counselor Jordan was having an affair with. He called Cameron in to make sure she didn't know anything. What would he have done if she did? He would have been killed, presumably, <laughs> if he tried anything at all. Brian Austin Green has gotten hot. <laughs> He's Kyle Reese's brother. Here is where the true amazingness really begins, in my opinion. Ellison is definitely on the right track. We get some real Terminator-style action in this one, which is awesome. I hope this one gets Matt and Malika more excited about this series. Yeah, I like it just fine now. Quote, I'm, I'm excited. I'm sorry. Silly past Matt. You could have been enjoying this <laughs> all this time. <laughs> Go back in time and tell the past Matt. <laughs> yeah. I think I just had to get past the episodes that I've seen already. Hmm. Quote, John, I call shotgun. Cameron, I call nine millimeter. Oh, why? Why must you hurt me? <laughs> Can't wait until next time, Heidi. Thanks, Heidi. Thank you, Heidi. Do, 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 do. Next feedback is an email from Danielson. I just saw the... Oh, okay. I think Daniel had the same wish you had, Matt, about hmm? Derek. <laughs> oh, going on a rant? Yeah. So I'm going to take Matt, Daniel's email. Holy crap. Uh, it's really long. Uh, hi, hey, Chroniclers. Glad to have you back this week. So I guess Sarah dyed her hair black when she was in Central America too, huh? No, I think she's just... I think in this series she's this, always had black hair. Yep, this one just is a black-haired Sarah Connor. It's, it's just this, how she looks. This is yeah. the different timeline. Mm. Uh, yeah, because I think we saw a picture of her around the time of T1, didn't we, in a previous episode? Yeah. And she had black hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd love seeing Lena Headley hitting hitting those pull-up bars in the beginning. Maybe now that the threat of Skynet has emerged once more, she's getting back into T2 fighting shape. Did any of you expect to see Andy again? I remember being surprised. I expected it. Uh, even, more su- even more surprised soon afterwards. Yeah, that, that surprised me. Uh, rejoice, you can now call Cromarty Agent Kester, even though the Connors still know him as substitute teacher Mr. Cromarty. Because it makes hunting their targets easier, Terminators have always assumed the guise of authority figures like police officers. So I like that Cromarty presumably got this FBI impersonation idea from his drop-in visit by Ellison. Well, Terminator 1 Terminator didn't... uh, What kind of authority figure was... I, I guessed King of the Punks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my guess was just threatening Austrian guy. Who I, would, <laughs> I would certainly defer to. Big muscular yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he was he was a badass. <laughs> so you know that that trumps um, that trumps authority figure any day. All right. Um, we have a straight up Death Star situation with the Turk, where the construction of the second version inexplicably takes a fraction of the time that the first one did. John's He'd already done it. He had all the stuff in his head. I, he, I find that believable. 
John's blonde classmate Cheryl seems weird. What do you think is up with her? I think she's some sort of Terminator. <laughs> I think she's weird. <laughs> I want to. Well, there's, cl- there's clearly the implication that she's like being abused at home is what I say. It and then like this is why I don't like Morris hand waving her as that that she's damaged goods. Abused at it home. Sort of. I don't know if. I don't mean. I don't know oh, if it's like. Or she just has a shit home life, sorry. Maybe her parents are Terminators. (laughs) Well, I I didn't know if it was like her parents were abusing her or if like something happened with her in the past and so her parents became so overprotective. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just figured that like maybe her parent, like her dad's in the military and like, I don't know, is like being really overprotective over her because something bad happened at her last school. But I just don't like the whole damaged good bit. Mm. Yeah. Wouldn't a Terminator family be kind of cool, though? <laughs> or if, yeah, maybe if a human child had adopted. What would labor look like for Terminators? Yeah, what would labor look like for t- for um, for Lady Terminator? It's like a CD drive ejecting. <laughs> <laughs> Just pops out, <laughs> and then there's a little one. Isn't it cute? Uh, uh... Daniel says, I want a Glaubot. She's so adorably cute. I love her. I think Summer does a great job holding her face like a cyborg and moving it so that it looks rigid and mechanical, especially in that scene with the robots at the convention. Arnold would be proud. I'm kind of surprised it took Sarah this long to have the idea to just tell Andy the truth. I mean, it worked with the Dysons. They needed proof, though. Like I said, Summer would have to, or I mean, Cameron would have to rip her arm off or something. Um, gah, Sarah left her fucking prints on the door handle in the same room Andy was shot in. She should. Oh yeah, that's right. I noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> I like Cameron's stylish arm warmers. It's also a good way to cover up any scars <laughs> and bruises sustained in combat, just like a cutter. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. So the Terminator hunting Derek assaults a police officer, so he'll be put in the same penitentiary. If this were Arnold, I feel like he would have just gone into that prison, guns akimbo and mowed down everyone until he reached the target. Sadly, this is probably just Fox not having the budget to show a big flashy shootout. Or that the Triple Eight is more sophisticated. That, or maybe Derek Reese isn't... Maybe the the mission to kill him isn't as imperative as the John Connor, Sarah Connor one, so they can be... Mm. They don't have to get it done by all by any means necessary. They can just try to get it done. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to go in there just try to do it if you can. they don't have to go in there and risk getting blown to hell on, on the way to him I don't know uh, Matt, the minimum of us yeah uh, he says Matt I think you were spot on when you connected the Idan graffiti to Guy Dance counselor Mr. Harris the counselor is a major creep I definitely it definitely seems like he was the one Jordan was sleeping with Derek seems a lot smarter than his brother Kyle when it comes to not immediately ranting about cyborgs and time travel to cops. I kept waiting for him to tell Ellison, I didn't build the fucking thing. What do you all... What do you all so I, hmm? I was just going to say, but is he going to be smart enough not to sleep with her in two days? <laughs> wow. He can become John's new dad. Or John's brother's dad. I don't know. Mm. Um, Daddy Derek. Yep. Right, Daddy so Uncle. So if Sarah had a son with Derek, would he be his brother or his cousin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he would be his brother or his cousin. He'd be his brother and his cousin. Anyway, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you all think of the writers introducing a character like Derek as the brother to such a legendary figure like Kyle Reese, though? I remember I thought it was awesome. Uh, I think at the time, if it was just introduced me, introduced to me fresh and I wasn't aware of it already, I probably wouldn't like it. <laughs> I'd be like, no one can substitute for Kyle Reese. <laughs> but I've been aware of this. <laughs> I've been aware of this character for years and years and years, so uh, I've had time to get over. It's it. bold. Mm. It's definitely bold. Mm-hmm. But is it weirder than Norman Bates having a brother all of a sudden in Bates Motel? <laughs> Now, now it's a half brother, and that's another daddy uncle kind of situation. So there, there is that is uncle dad. That's <laughs> in the immediate. That spoilers. Uh, Norman Bates's brother is one of my favorite characters on that show. Um, He's great, Max Terrier. Mm. Is it just me, or would it have been a lot easier for Sarah to pretend like she was Derek's relative, just visiting him rather than stealing an ID and trying to pose as some random court official? Well, she probably no, because you can't do that. Yeah, well, she probably would have had to prove that. Yeah, here, well, here's the thing: is that no, it wasn't easier because she did it very easily. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't make much sense. So in the real world, yeah, it would have been easier. Mm. So how in the world would investigators rationalize the incidents at the prison where the Terminator busts two high security cell doors outwards and inwards with massive force without any tools? Surely the circumstances would seem physically impossible. I just really want to see the incident report on that. And I'm sure there'd be, just, like, cameras <laughs> as well. Just a request more funding. <laughs> Our doors aren't as heavy-duty as we thought. Um, also, don't prisoner transports usually have police escorts accompanying them? It seemed way too easy for the Connor gang to hijack that van. Sarah ought to know by now that a small-caliber weapon like the 9mm submachine gun is useless against Terminators. You need bigger rounds with stopping power to slow them down. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was a complete waste of time, shooting him with that gun. Um, yeah, I think it probably would have been more effective to just throw the gun if you hit him square in the face with it. <laughs> you'd, you'd at least slow him down for, like, half a second, as opposed to... fling it at his feet and trip him up. Yeah, that too, yeah. He is a trip eight. <laughs> um, yeah. he, ate, he ate to trip. Uh, uh, oh, gosh, that was terrible. Oh, I'm from London, so I can get away with that. Uh, <laughs> uh, John is the only one who cares about Cameron getting out of that fight in one piece. I don't know why uh, Sarah doesn't care, because like they've only survived many times because of Cameron. Yeah, uh, yeah but she... This is this is what I like about this over Terminator Two, where Terminator Two got really um, emotional and um, you know sentimental about the machine. If Sarah just views Cameron as a tool. She is just uh, you know she I is think... just a machine. There is there is no sentimentality about it, which is why she's perfectly happy to push her out of a window to make it easy to get her downstairs. I think she I think Sarah felt that way about Arnold and T two as well, except for maybe right at the very end. Precisely. Yeah. And uh, maybe she doesn't want to make that mistake again. Maybe, uh, but she should still try to like ensure the their survival of her most useful tool. <laughs> um, she also knows how durable they are. I guess. Uh, Derek doesn't try to dodge, run, or even flinch when this Terminator is about to shoot him. Yeah. If if that was just his way of sucking it up and taking the bullet, so John and Sarah wouldn't be further endangered into the in the crossfire, then he gets my badass of the week vote. 
you would think Charlie Dixon would immediately know something very weird is going on by the fact that it's several years in the future and John still looks exactly like he did at 15 in 1999. I know. Well, then he there says is that. that. Yeah. Uh, but still, I mean, it could be kind of like, you know, that kid who's 40 years old and still in high school. <laughs> Maybe he's the opposite <laughs> effect here. You never know. Hmm. I really enjoyed how this episode seamlessly took three separate plots and weaved them together really well to propel us forward. I also like that John's school scenes were heavily marginalized so they didn't get in the way. I give it 8.5 out of 10 officers who are so fired for getting beat up by a 5'6", 120-pound girl. Daniel. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. So next we have an email from Ian. Email from Ian. <laughs> and it's, he wants to take Are you a one. Dalek all of a sudden? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll get it. Um, so we have from Ian. I had gotten into my head that this was two episodes, and um, when you watch it, you can cut da- it down in the middle at, the, at a point where Sarah finds Andy dead. This episode feels like the writers have found their feet and are ready to tell us the story, but are bogged down by notes from the network. Just speculation, but I'm not sure of that. But it results in an oddly paced episode. The first half of the story feels like what has gone before um, the direction has some nice touches in it, such as moments where it relates uh, contemporary tech to termies. First with Camardi and the mobile phone, and later with Cameron and the evolution of robots. The other part... um, No... Uh, of the first part that stands out is a glimpse we saw of young John in South America getting a bit of training, albeit chess. Derek Reese. I remember getting this giant smile on my face when I saw this for the first time because um, first time I might have squeed a bit. I love the character (laughs) twists like that. He immediately knows who Sarah is, denies killing Andy, and then delivers a great line, I won't be the bastard who brings um, metal down on the Connors. The way the line is said, it feels like it came from a soldier who's fought Skynet his whole, all his life. Best line, <laughs> though, has to go to, I call shotgun. I call nine millimeter. They spell oh. millimeter, yeah. R-E. R-E, there you go. That's a shout out to you, Chris. Thank you. <clears throat> Jumping, back brief- there. <laughs> Jumping back briefly. We rarely get a male-female sight in any media that feels like both parties are equally matched. But as short as it was, as short as it is, the one in this one where Sarah and Derek is one of them, and it um, is in a way, wait, and is in its way as brutal as evenly matched as Game of Thrones. So four spoiler between Brienne and the Hound. Oh, I love that fight scene. Oh my God, such a good fight scene. The rest of the story contains some nice moments, yet it. It, yet the reveals and questions stick that stick with me. Cameron knows Derek, one of the future John's best soldiers, and was sent here to meet the Connors, confirming that Cameron was sent to bring them forward. Um, is that because future John remembers it, or is it um, F, if FJ changing the future? Or is FJ changing the future? Um and I'm sure that he means future John there. Okay. Derek knows Cameron, too, and sees her as an enemy. Why? Why is Cameron writing a letter? I think it might be because she essentially killed the T-888 Termi with one of her own, um, one of her own kind. Is this feel her feeling grief or maybe remorse? Then we're left with the first real cliffhanger that leaves, um, that yet, that leaves yet more questions. What will change for Ellison after finding the T-888 Termi's hand? Can Derek survive? What effect will bringing Charlie into the mix have on the show? 
a lot of questions, I know, but that's the good the job of um, a good season one. They present you with intrigue, with signs for signs importance for the future. Oh, look, it's Babylon 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to rediscovering the rest of uh, them with you and beyond in season two and what that brings. Until next week, Ian. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Ian. St- sorry for stumbling a little bit over that. It's just the way it was pasted a little bit weird. Oh, we're derpy derp. Um, <laughs> next email is from Lori. You want to read one, Chris? You want to work? Yeah, sure. I'm. I can't um, work out how to read the ones you're posting into the group. But if will you send me one on Skype using our actual DM chat from earlier, I should be able to read it easily. Okay. I don't understand Windows 8 Skype in the slightest. (laughs) Takes up the whole screen. I can't find the. Right. I've got it. From Laurie. From Laurie, you say? Says hi, chroniclers. Are you are you tied to that name now? I think so. I think we're officially Mm -hmm. chroniclers. It's neat. I like it. Some feedback in Under the Wire. Spoiler for my rating. I really liked this one. I believe the best so far. I like the callback to the suicide at the school. It still does not have a tie into the plot, but was good continuity. The theme of grief and the outlet of using the notes to express it was well done. It is something that teens and young adults often have to deal with in their school. At the end, it is Cameron who... At the end, who is Cameron writing a note to? I'm guessing she's writing to the termie she killed. What do the newbies think? It seems that you all thought that. Yeah, I, I thought she might be, yeah. I was initially glad to see Andy back and then fairly shocked that he died. I did not see that coming so soon. My favourite scenes were once again with Cameron, her scene in the counselling office, and the one with her interacting with the robots in the conference centre were both great. There were quite a few short quotes that I liked in the case they were missed. Cameron, I'm busy doing John's homework. I call shotgun, I call 9mm, and Russian dude, she'll never sleep with you. Yeah. <laughs> Badass of the episode. That. Cameron, though Sarah in a suit, was pretty hot as well. I don't know. Yeah. Is hotness part of the badassery? It can be, I think. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to bear that in mind for next time round. Rating 8.5 out of 10 random robot arms. Predictions, a really obvious one, the detective will realise he's dealing with some sort of robot tech. I don't think the uncle will die, at least not yet. We don't know him well enough. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Laurie. The final piece of feedback we just got. It's hot off the presses from Matt A. Hooray, Matt A. I'll read this one. He's the man who let me play a guitar on a podcast theme tune. Thank you. First time it's happened. Oh, no, I'll well, say that. But, um, if you had offered, was... we would have let you. No, it's fine. I'll get to... It wouldn't have worked for this. And I really like your theme tune, by the way. I wouldn't have done anything that exciting. Oh, thank you. Mine would have been more ponderous. So I well so- myself. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> well sourced. I, I like it a lot. I, um, yeah, that's us singing at the end. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt says... I took a podcast editing break to watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles and send in some feedback. So quick thoughts. Sarah's interactions with Andy are so weird and stilted. She speaks like a police detective, simply asking questions, not like someone actually interested in having a conversation. Andy must be very socially awkward to think that this smoking hot older woman would be interested in him. (laughs) Hmm. Everyone's full of assumptions. I have... uh... Uh, never mind. 
Uh, anyway, <laughs> there's like an 18 year old who seems like interested in me. I'm like literally twice 18. <laughs> it's kind of it's a little the, weird. I don't want to be ageist, but oh, so the older you get, the weirder it is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, in addition to Penny from Lost, the teacher who I suspect had an affair with the girl who killed herself was also on Lost. He played Charlie's brother. I'm not bothering to look up the actor's name. Will knows who I mean. Yeah, I don't remember his name either. But Should we just go, you all, everybody, yeah. and move on? <laughs> yeah. Auto repair at school? That's very weird to me. I never had these type of practical classes. Calculus, literature, chemistry, advanced robotics, and nanotechnology, American history, phys ed. Those are about the only classes I took in high school. Well, just general history? <laughs> American, only American history. Well. If you had nanotechnology, really, I want to go back and go to your school. <laughs> did he say advanced robotics? What? Yeah, advanced robotics and nanotechnology. What school did he go to? He's joking. <laughs> Robo, Robo High. <laughs> Man, they teach some weird stuff down there. Skynet High. Why is this girl damaged goods? What is this subplot? Why should we care? <laughs> Good question. Yeah, that's, that's, an ex- yeah. <laughs> that's an extremely good question. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had much time with this character, and every time we do it for a moment, it's very quick and nothing happens. We finally have an answer to what is more boring than watching people play chess? Computers play chess. <laughs> the robot waving to Cameron was so creepy. Burn it. Burn it now. Oh, Andy. Frowning face. Sort of. I guess. <laughs> when Brian Austin Green was running from the convention building and the one police car appeared, I felt like he could have easily sidestepped around it and gotten away. Go rewatch that scene. There's plenty of room to escape. He wasn't that boxed in. I thought more cars came from every direction, like just a second later. I thought, yeah, some more cars. But maybe before they came, he could have gotten away. I don't know. No, no, no. You see, because... <laughs> His claim is he came in and found Andy Good dead. He thinks it may have been Sarah who killed him. So if the police arrest him, they're not arresting Sarah. So even if they track him down, if he just lets himself get arrested, they don't ever follow that lead up, and that's fine. I that's why. He's not okay. trying to avoid it. Good thinking. Yeah, let's go with that. Dingus. <laughs> I've no idea why I said that. <laughs> I don't either. I was going to go with it anyway. Sorry. I lost my spot. Where am I? All these freaking windows open. Okay, um... Does John Connor know he has paint on his shirt? John, change your shirt. I wonder how many... Bleach spill. Yeah. It's paying tribute to his dad. Oh, (laughs) Vomit chic. Too soon. (laughs) (laughs) It's always too soon. I wonder how many Terminator nerds have the Derek Reese barcode tattoo. (laughs) I don't. I don't. I only have a long claw tattoo. Negative thoughts, maybe. <laughs> nice. I've got tiny metal shivs hidden under my skin, though. Oh, that could that was kind of useful. <laughs> it doesn't. Oh. But one oh, day. One day. Do not give anything to the inmates. Also, no touching. <laughs> hey, it's pretty cool that the resistance fighter is Cal Reese's brother slash John's uncle and that Dean Winters is now going to patch him up and, I presume, be an ally of theirs. I like seeing these story threads converge. The house has some ugly wallpaper. 
Seriously, John, change your shirt. Okay, that's all I have. Insightful, I know. Like a cap, like a time capsule android program to shoot you. Keep on <laughs> fighting, 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 fighting the future. <laughs> uh, Matt knows I'm on this one. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good song. I just heard it a few days ago. I'm a little behind <laughs> on Intro to X. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did a I did a minor rap. <laughs> I have to pick up that show and that podcast again. Thank you for the feedback, everybody. The hell? Oh. Okay. Focus, focus. <laughs> like I said, got a new something. This was in Gmail when I was trying to close the email. I got a new, something about Arnold tweeting something. Anyway, predictions. <laughs> the next episode is Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Turk plays D and D and becomes DM. <laughs> nice. That's the logical next step after chess. The resist- <laughs> yeah, the resistance, send- the resistance send back an android version of Gary Gygax. Yeah. Ooh, the, the the Turk is chaotic good or chaotic neutral. Uh, they're gonna take another time machine, but it's gonna mess up and send them back to uh, Game of Thrones times. I was gonna say Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> And also um, Fifty Shades of Grey. Every time Cameron hits someone, she has to roll a d20 and do the accordant amount of damage. <laughs> yeah, I have really no serious guesses as yeah. to what it could be. Well, let me tell you. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe uh, Cameron's going to do some role-playing. He's going to teach her what role-playing is, and then she's going to do... Ooh. Uh, Sexy time. <laughs> It's no, not very... that kind of role play. <laughs> a... I mean, like for a mission. Oh, this has been okay. a very sexy podcast, by the way, in all the uh, previous episodes. <laughs> You've gone some places, particularly you, Malika. You're filthy. Who, me? It's fantastic. <laughs> yes. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you should listen to our other podcast. It's terrible. <laughs> I edited it to make it sound like Malika was dirty. Yeah, and so you would get away with it too because um, I have a problem hearing my own voice so I I can't listen to any podcast I'm on it's terrible so I I would completely believe you Will (laughs) (laughs) and you just have like yourself and Matt going whoa (laughs) Uh, I know (laughs) (laughs) alright so Chris thank you for joining us you're welcome. I've already done my plugs, Two except I didn't mention morning. ehpodcast.com, where you can find the Talk to the 11th Hour podcast. Uh, That's it. So they say when Doctor Who's coming back? Um, no, but, it, you know, it'll be a like few Like a months. week before. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be a week before <laughs> yeah. they'll announce it, as per usual. Okay. Cool. Well, that is all we have for you today, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next time with Dungeons and & Dragons. And remember... Thank- Sorry, I was going to thank you for having me on, but it's uh, it's redundant, and I killed your end line. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> I've ruined the podcast. And remember, start over. And remember, <laughs> thank you for having me on. Yes. <laughs> yes, and also remember, there's no fate, but what we make. Goodbye. Thanks Bye, Ron. Cheers. <laughs> <Should've Yeah. been. laughs> me too. Be seeing you. Be seeing you. <laughs> <laughs>